This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you can't say it, sing it. And if you can't sing it, dance it. Your accent blows. Well, I beg to differ. No, they did not figure out what happened to the dead body yet. I was actually just speaking to Adam about it last night, and I was like, you know, if this was like a more high-profile case, then yeah. you think they would... But like, I, I can't find anything. I mean, should I become an investigative reporter and be like, excuse me, I'd like to talk to the um, detective on the case? But yeah, we haven't heard anything. I was literally found... Uh- right next to your kid's school. So I feel like you're allowed to ask some questions. Absolutely. I'm like, who <laughs> Just do be I like, call? Hey, what's the deal? Do we have details? Like, what's going on? Um, uh, hi, guys. This is Rom Crime with Avrin and Vanya. <laughs> and um, if you didn't see her reel on our uh, Instagram, she dropped her little boy off at school last week when there was a bunch of police activity. And when she got home, she found out it was because the body of a uh, adult man adult male was found on the, the campus according to the article you sent technically i guess the park is part of the yeah, school it campus was, it was part it wasn't like within the school it's just like the the school is like adjacent Attack. to a park yeah attached right. to a park so it was like i mean right there it's kind of crazy like, it's totally wild well i hope that i mean it's just so sad it is sad i don't know i hope they figure out what happened and that if uh he was uh a victim of homicide that they find the perpetrator and put them in jail. Well, yeah, I mean, seriously, if it was a homicide, I'm going to be. And listen, I I linked like the number. Oh, this is actually interesting. Hmm. Sorry, I'm I'm going all over the place. Okay, I not. I'm really hoping it's not a homicide. I don't want anyone to die. But if it was a homicide, that means maybe there's a killer on the loose. Right. Uh, but if it, but it could have been. He could have died by suicide, which I feel like is kind of likely but we don't know because they haven't released the details they're still investigating which is what um but there's a new uh suicide or it's actually a crisis hotline yeah it's so interesting i have all of that yeah i have it's it's 988 is the number and uh i actually was gonna give a trigger warning before we got into the nitty-gritty because the story that i'm going to share after we talk about the movie oh, yeah. uh, it does involve uh, suicide so I actually had all that information ready to go as well to share Great. with everybody I'm so but glad I do that think they that's amazing that. yeah, yeah it's like instead of calling 911 you can call 988 and you can um, be immediately like put in touch with somebody who yeah. is well and otherwise it was like a long 1-800 number that you had to look up like now yeah. if you're feeling in crisis mode you could literally text that number and be like I need help or whatever however right you're and they'll and they'll even maybe potentially send somebody to you to help yeah um it's that Christmas time guys we are it's the or holiday holidays. season that's and right shoop dee doo I don't know I don't know the words <laughs> I'm already like weirdly sad of it being over and it's not it well let's see when this comes out will it will it have been over Christmas will happen It'll Doesn't be the week this of. come out tomorrow? 
No, it actually comes out next week. I messed up. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay, good for us. Look at us being on top of our shit. We're getting ahead of it because we have lots going on. We're traveling. Um, You know, there's holiday festivities. Also, you have, there hopefully will be soon the birth of a child in your family. I know. A child. Is born. Oh my gosh! I Maybe love it. today. Also, t- speaking of babies, today is my nephew Simon's first birthday. Oh my goodness! Is it really? Oh, happy birthday, Lainey! Can you believe he's one? <laughs> I can't. He's so cute, you guys. I got to hold him when we went to Kansas, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" I, I, my arms would yeah. be so buff if I held this baby all the time. He's a he's so a cute. cutie. Oh, he's such a little cute boy, and he's one years old today. And so that means potentially I have another sister who's about to have a baby at any moment. Oh, so wow. the cousins could, if it happens today, then they'll share a B day. That's pretty cute. They could have Which like dual be birthdays. Yeah. Are you going to get to see um, Simon during the holidays? Yes, we're oh. all. It's everyone. So fun. It's the whole. I'm so excited. We're going to go all the way out to Maine and. Uh, all of my siblings, their kids, their partners, we're, my parents, we're all going to oh be together. Gosh. And then we're actually going to make a little quick journey down to upstate New York. And we're going to get to see um, my husband, um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law oh, yeah. and our niece and also my mother-in-law. So we oh, actually fun. kind of are really getting to see everybody this year. Which That's amazing. It feels like a million years ago, even though weirdly, I'm pretty sure last year I was at least with my parents and James's family so well, that was good. family but this is the first time like with all my siblings yeah it definitely and babies and oh my god babies they're the best I mean like whoever has the youngest baby I guess I feel like they get to rule where the Christmas is because it's like you're so like what am I doing but now all of in my family there are no more babies I mean my son is he's five you guys and I you know I've talked to a lot of caca about him lately but <laughs> I feel like he's coming out of it a little bit um <laughs> God, he's so cute. Last night, so this is this is so stupid. This is like it's not my crime, but it's just like it's like my eye roll. Can you can I call this an eye? Yes, roll? let's call it an so eye roll. It's late, and we we're still like picking him. Basically, he's still like potty training at night a little bit. Like he's not wearing pull ups or anything, but we he goes to to the bath. Very interesting stuff, I know, guys. Um, <laughs> being a parent super exciting, but like you know, you're training them to I don't know. Pee, not pee in the bed so he goes to the bathroom right before he goes to bed and then when we head upstairs which is usually around 11 mm-hmm. we'll take him his like lifeless body to the toilet and he'll pee and then go back to bed and it's fine so we're upstairs and we were a little late this time it was like midnight and we got caught and oh my god you guys the new season of big mouth holy shiitake yeah. it is so funny I it's like so inappropriate it's so funny anyway so we got stuck watching you know binging a little and anyways Adam comes upstairs and he's like, he's not in his bed. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he probably, sometimes if he gets scared and we're not in our room, he'll sleep with, he'll come go into my daughter's room. But he he wasn't there. He wasn't in our room. And then I start like, you know, level 10 panic. Oh no, was he in the I'm toilet? Like, Where the hell is he? So we're looking. And then I went into the room and he, he had fallen off the bed. He was underneath the bed. Oh my gosh. Well, at least he was there. I know. All I could think of is that, what's that smart girl who got like, abducted from her house Elizabeth Smart yeah. Elizabeth Smart like we're not on the first fl- you know the kids aren't on the first floor but still that's like a nightmare and there's so much well, yeah, crime when, happening right now I'm just like and oh when he's at nowhere you're like we checked all the bedrooms like you didn't think to look under the bed because why would he be under his own bed I know I was so I, mad I, yeah. at my husband I'm like you are you seriously like I think that I almost had a heart attack like seriously last night my my heart almost stopped you're like the, the child is gone oh exactly. my god that's terrible, terrible I know I know but we, but we made it it's fine he's he lived that's you know you found him he had just he rolled off the bed and then but rolled under it he did but you know what my rom is Av and maybe we'll what? do a bonus episode maybe the sound will be great but we're going to see a play together tonight Yes, we are. And I have to tell you, well, just can we share this as our yes, rom? I, I can so. do like a little bonus rom because there's one TV show I want to just give a shout out to. Yes, you but yes. I, you know what? We both love that. The podcast Smartless. And yeah. I felt like everything was like coming kind of in this weird, like copacetic, like synergetic thing where it was James Cameron was their guest today. I might be ahead because oh, I have the Amazon. I like subscribe or whatever for the Amazon music. But so they're talking to James Cameron. You and I were going to go see this play oh yeah that is a one-man show called never let go which is basically like a one-man performing the movie titanic all on his own apparently it's amazing and hilarious and poignant and we will definitely um we will definitely share 
our experience. I'm so excited. I'm excited to get out of the house and not be with the fam. And I know. No, I think it's going to be great. And it actually got like amazing reviews in the Times. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it's 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 here only for one night, but it's been running in New York, I, I guess, and was a smash success. So thank you for the recommendation, Teresa Bukeister. Yes. We love you. Yeah. Well, totally Marco Polo, you book when we're there. Yeah, we will. Um, so yeah, that's our collective ROM. And my bonus ROM is, have you at all watched the new Sylvester Stallone television show called Tulsa King? No, but I've heard good things. And I was it's, skeptical. I was not my pick. Okay. It was my husband's pick. It is so freaking good, you guys. Really? What's it about? It is, it's about like a... a like not a former, a member of the mob, Sylvester Stallone, who went to prison and served 25 years because he refused to like flip. And so he finally gets out and he thinks he's going to be like handsomely rewarded for his loyalty or whatever. And he gets sent, instead of getting what he thinks is going to happen, they send him down to Tulsa to basically start some kind of racketeering network in that area. So then he like randomly picks a dispensary that's a weed dispensary that's like part of a gas station and he'd be I don't know it's just I don't want to give too much away it's hilarious okay. it's created by the same guy Taylor Sheridan I think is his name who created who did like 1883 in Yellowstone oh fun and it's hilarious really and, oh it's it's uh he is so good in it and I guess weirdly enough he was very excited to make this show sorry I, this was supposed to be a no short give it I love thing, it but, but this is really technically I think he might have had a bit part in the Godfather like when he was younger but Sylvester Stallone's never actually played the mob guy. Oh, really? He's always been like the, well, lots of times he was just like a boxer. But I mean, <laughs> he was always like the cop going after like the mob guy. And so he, gotcha. even though you would think it makes perfect sense that he would be like, a, I'm from the, you know, Brooklyn and I'm part of the mob. But he never really got to play a part like this. And now yeah. he is and he is, he's kicking the the nuts out of it. It's really good. Oh my gosh. Well, that is so exciting. It's on Paramount Plus if that helps. That Anyone does help. That check helps. Check it out. I have That's all my the apps, unfortunately. What do you have a crime this week? Anything anything criminal uh, activity against you or criminal? <laughs> I mean, traffic was criminal yesterday. I went yes. to go pick up food in the morning and forgot that there was a farmer's market and that they close all the roads and I got like trapped in a traffic jam and then I just came home with no food. Oh, <laughs> that's like, very sad. That was my crime. But okay. I was, you know, should have known better. Well, it's, you know, the What's thing yours? Is, is everything is, well, mine, mine is basically the murder or the, the yes, death. The, yeah. The body. I figured. Well, actually, can I tell you, did I, uh, I shouldn't tell the story, but guess what? I have no filter. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> Hi. Happy Hanukkah. I you. have no filter. So the day before they found the body, so I pick him up. We've got some time to kill. And then before we pick up his sister, because they're in different grades and different schools and whatever. So we go down to that park where the body mm-hmm. was found and he's playing and uh, all of a sudden he he's with his buddies, some friends, and he's waddling back. He's basically doing like the I got a poop waddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's the stupidest thing is there's no bathroom in this park. I like running back to the school. They have a toilet, obviously, in the school, but like it would have take it wouldn't have this this as as children do when they're playing and don't want to stop playing this was he, imminent it was it happening was. <laughs> so <laughs> the his his buddy ran off i waved to the mom and she has five kids so i hope that she just gets it i felt so like oh god i was like he's he's like mama i got to poop i got to poop and so we went behind a tree and he like you know, pooped on the tree. I was pretty proud of him, actually. He, like, put his back up against the trunk of the oh. tree and really, like, didn't hit his shoes or anything. And unfortunately, it was not super solid because that's just an information that is important for you guys. And then... Oh, so poor thing. Bobby. I know. He didn't totally make it, so I took I took off his pants. I threw away the underwear. And then we got back in the car. He seemed okay. We, had, we were late in picking up his sister. So I'm, like, walking him, and he's, like, losing his mind. Like, he's got to go again. And so I just... Oh God, I just leave him on this little grassy knoll that's like there's like 400 parents coming in to pick up the kids and just like random people walking their dogs. But I like left him there because I had to get her. So I run as fast as I can to pick her up and then I get her and she's complaining about like how her shoes feel. I don't like the way I'm like, this is not the time, honey. (laughs) So just like run with me. Calvin's like by himself over on the grassy knoll. And then I get to him. Maybe pooping in front of 400 people. Maybe. I know. I was like, I hope no one kidnaps someone like maybe the diarrhea will deter them. I 
<laughs> fucking hope so. No, so he's still there and he's like, uh, and I'm like, come on, we just have to walk to the car. We just, we're, we're so close. We just have to get home. And he's like, I can't walk because he's like, it's coming out. It's coming. He's, he's Maya Rudolphing. He's, he's Maya totally. Rudolphing from Bridesmaids. So I just, he stood up completely straight and I picked him up because so he didn't move and I was like, please don't go poop. We ran. I threw him in the back of the car. Please don't call CPS because I was like, please, I couldn't have him pooping on the seats. And so like I rushed him home. He made it. It was fine. But like it was just one of those moments you live and you're like you're you're in public. So you're kind of like like I I had an, a weird giggle happening the whole time, like because I would make eye contact with other parents and I was like embarrassed. Like I was like, ha, 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 ha. and I'm and he's like having a serious moment. She's having a moment. Everyone's in in like complete torture. And I'm just like, oh, God, why did I have kids? Why did I oh have my kids? God. But well, we also, I. I am so like impressed with the fact that you're able to just like keep moving forward because I when I was uh, hanging out with your kids during yeah. the pandemic to help out with the like them being home instead of at school, I would pick, you know, there yeah. was a time when she went back, but he was still not in school. And yeah. I know how many people oh, are it's, there. And it's more now because it's like, you know, I because we don't have buses, which is weird. I don't know if that's a thing in L.A., but like people don't have we don't have buses. It's just like kids being picked up by caregivers and different like whatever yeah it was crazy so but then with my with you Avrin and our other two uh besties were on like a group chat I told the story and then I was able to be like and here is the uh news footage it, it the body was right there and like it seriously it was like two like maybe six feet away from the body that's where Calvin pooped <laughs> oh my god and uh, <gasps> then our good friend Samara made a hilarious joke saying, well, what if he's like a like a medium? He he always has to take a crap when it, right before a crime is committed. And we, oh, we yeah. decided, yeah, like coming this fall. What was fall, the name of her show? Yeah, coming this fall to NBC. I shit you not. A new, <laughs> <laughs> a new investigative drama. Anyways, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. And have kids if you if you can handle that shit because, I mean, the good definitely outweighs the bad, but my God. The, it's like the fecal and the the pucal. I, I yeah. really, it's not my favorite. Mm -mm. Well, luckily you're moving steadily out of that. I hope that so. territory, right? I mean, I know. five has got to be about like you're the right. beginning of the end of that. Yeah. I mean, the pucal can happen to anyone, but the fecal, <laughs> yeah. the fecal, hopefully he can get that, you know, it'll be more manageable. I'm very excited for the only asshole to wipe is my own. That will be a yes. good day. I'm going to, I'm going to pop an expensive bottle of champagne. <laughs> well, I'm going to throw you a party that day. <laughs> oh, my show God. With banners. Okay, so wait. I have a question before we move on to our, um, our movie here. What are, what are your favorite holiday movies? Because you guys obviously celebrated Christmas growing up, right? So yes, yeah. we did. We did um, as well. well. Our, I could tell you that our tradition in my family, uh, every Christmas Eve for like my whole life, we watched uh, White Christmas. Oh, I love it. Uh, same, same, same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a couple years ago, we we still watch it, but we decided that, you know, as I think it was like in the, in the height of maybe 2020 around that winter time with uh, Black Lives Matter and everything going on with George Floyd. And we, my sister is so, she's just so smart and she's so thoughtful. And she's like, I think we need to talk about all of the problems in this movie. Oh, and so we can Christmas. at least, so we, we can at least acknowledge that we, that we see that and we understand that mm -hmm, we don't have mm -hmm. to like abolish the movie. But as far as like my favorite movie to actually watch, because I think it's like so much fun. I love Scrooged with Bill yeah. Murray. Oh, Yes, that's a great so much. Great one. I think that's probably my favorite one. But I also, I mean, White Christmas has the good dancing. I love the tap yeah. dancing and like the crazy. There's this weirdly I saw a reel of it. The um the blonde actress. So there's oh, um yeah. uh George Clooney's Rosemary aunt. Cr Rosemary. Rosemary Clooney. Sorry, God, how horrible my George Clooney's aunt, Rosemary Clooney, who was way famous before him. But Rosemary Clooney and then Vera Ellen play sisters. And Rosemary is like the amazing singer and Vera is the amazing dancer. And there's this one scene. Maybe I'll throw it up on our... Do on it. Our I want to see. Insta sometime during the holidays. It's just this crazy dance sequence. But I just remember it because she's wearing this really cute little yellow outfit. And they are going balls to the wall, dancing so good. What about you? What did you guys do? Well, you, all the same. I mean, we... we my mom loves Christmas movies, so we watch them. And we also would watch some of the um, Hallmark ones, even as a child, because they even had those like chased Hallmark movies back in the day. Um, I, I really I'll watch everything. My favorite might be I love Christmas Vacation. That always makes me feel I laugh so hard. Um, 
this year we you know with the kids we're watching everything all the new there's new ones coming out all the time and like christmas chronicles is really good it feels like it's a throwback a little bit to those 80s 90s movies um i love we just watched uh, a boy called christmas on netflix it is so good um i don't even know how to explain it but like the hot guy from uh game of thrones is in it um Oh gosh. Sold. <laughs> so many people so many people are in it, but it's just like such a fascinating take on on Santa, how he became and it's oh. beautifully shot. The art direction is absolutely stunning. But the newest one that that I watched is on Apple Plus, you guys. And if you don't have Apple Plus, find a way to watch it. There I'm gonna I'm going to cover this one. And because there is a bromance and a romance in it, and it's called Spirited. It is a <laughs> musical comedy and I it's a musical it's a Christmas themed musical comedy and it's directed by this guy named Sean Anders and the the um it stars Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds Octavia Spencer um who else is in that oh this this girl named Sunita Sunita Mani she was in she was hilarious she's so good she was in Glow did you watch Glow oh you know I haven't watched watched it but I need to oh she's good she's so good she's so funny and she has a great voice um it's it's basically a modern retelling, like a little bit of the Charles Dickens um, a, Christmas a Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, yeah, so it's hundred percent that it is. But I want to say before I get into it too much, before we talk about it, there will be some mild uh, spoilers here. So that's why I think I did put it on Instagram. I'm like, watch it; it's coming up. So you have a week to kind of get down with it. And if you also don't mind a few spoilers, I think you're gonna really love it because it is a. F- it's a musical, you guys. Yeah, it's so funny. There's a point where they're like, we're we're in like the afterlife with all the ghosts um, mm-hmm. who are basically like Christmas past. Everyone, it's like the situation where everybody works for the the gross the ghost, like the present ghost or whatever guy. Yeah, there's there's the ghost of Christmas past, your ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future. There you go. Yet to come. Exactly. And so, but all the other ghosts like were. It's like a big, you know, it's a big. Situations, operations. It's almost like, like a, it almost felt like a little bit of a riff on like a Santa's workshop. Absolutely. For, you know, where it's like a bunch of people like all buzzing around doing all these things to get yeah. ready. But what they're actually getting ready for is to um, hopefully redeem someone yes. on Christmas. So they take like a shitty person, somebody who's just like a total shitty person and work their best, their magic to do so. And in fact, like so f- they take the entire year, they pick one person and they're like, they build sets and I mean, they don't explain it totally, but they like do yeah. dance numbers. They like they practice all year. So it's so hilarious in that way. Um, and I what did I write? I wrote like, do people really change? And then it opens with Rose Byrne playing basically a Karen and yeah. she's being redeemed. It's really that's just like the beginning. And then we've got Will Ferrell who plays the ghost Same. of Christmas present Yep, yep, yep. And he's like been there for years. Apparently, he could and they're have trying to get him to retire, but he doesn't want to. But he does want to. But he doesn't want to. Yeah. And then there's like new new ghosts coming in, like being trained, and they're like, "Why are they singing?" And the lady who's training them is like, "Because this is a musical." And what did she say? What is this? All of this? The afterlife? I found this movie so joyful, and the the music is so good. Well, one of the things that I loved about it too, because you know, if you know, you know, I'm a musical theater I do to the maxis like the maximum I love musicals and I loved this movie but one of the things that I actually really loved about it was the way that they how how much of a movie it was where it was like yeah Let's roll it back roll in the sets you know where yeah. I don't know it felt like that was such a big aspect of it is that they were kind of it was very meta almost in that way it's like For sure this is a movie within a movie but it's also the afterlife which is a musical <laughs> and I was like Sign me up every time. I know. I loved it. We find out that Will Ferrell, Roberto, could have retired 46 seasons ago, but he won't retire. He finds this other... They they choose somebody, and then he's like, no, this guy, not this guy. They find this guy who's an unredeemable. So there's a few mm-hmm. people out there in the world that are just like the shittiest people of them all. And yeah, it's Ryan like Rental. Reynolds. will yeah. never be redeemed. And he's... So just so... Because I also thought this was kind of clever. He... The character of Ryan Reynolds, what was his character's name again? Um, Clint. Clint something. Clint. Clint. We don't need last names. Clint. <laughs> so he basically runs a firm whose job it is is to like create division in a right. way that benefits his client, right? Yep. Is that yep. what it is? Which it just is. felt like, it felt very on on t- 
on the nose for yes. like the world we live in is like, oh, like someone who's unredeemable's job would be to go out and stoke divisiveness yeah. and to create conflict to benefit one person. Yeah. He's, a, like, he's considered a media consultant. He works in PR, but that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's almost like, what do they call those? Troll. He's like, he's a troll in a way. Yeah. I mean, he would probably hire a troll farm, you know, to get whatever he need. But yeah, he's the biggest dick. And um, so, yeah, he, he, let's see, what happened? With a surprisingly lovely voice. I know. I just loved it. I've watched this movie three times because the kids actually really like it. We've watched it yeah, twice. And then I just watched it again to kind of refresh my mind. But I, he's so funny. And... You know, he's a his character, Clint, is like a complex character because his sister passed away when he was young, like not too young, but like and his sister wanted him to take his daughter, her daughter. And, she, and he, he refused. Yeah. Because like real selfish dude. Mm-hmm. But also I thought, uh, I don't know what it's it, it is. He is complex, but he's also, you know, he's playing like a super cocksured guy who's like yeah. positive that people don't change, that he will not be changed. Um and, you know, he even at one point, like, convinces Will Ferrell's character when he finds out who yeah. Will Ferrell's character really I know, is. I know. I feel like should, should that I be... Should I not? I don't think we should tell. I think that's, like, a really fun... All right. Well, I, I won't mention that. I think that's a that. fun, uh, a really fun surprise. But there's there's a really good surprise of... And like, they're a little bro, like, bro romance. The comedy is hilarious. One of my other favorite things was that the love story in this is not between like Ryan Reynolds, the, yes. you know, the hot young guy and someone. It's between yeah. Octavia Spencer and Will Ferrell. Yes. And it's uh, it's hilarious because it's, you know, it's wonderfully awkward. Yeah. And sweet. And they sang really beautiful harmonies together. I was they like, did. I didn't know you all could sing. I know. I, I thought, you know, I just really enjoyed watching two people who aren't your typical romantic comedy like leads. leads find love. I really enjoyed that so much. And that, and, that was the love story that, yeah. like, you know, that was the story of love being told in this movie. Yeah. Octavia Spencer works for Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Character. Yeah. So like if Ryan Reynolds was Jerry Maguire. Right. Then she, then Octavia Spencer was Renee Zellweger when oh he decided to quit his job and open up his own firm. Except they right. don't fall in love and uh, she didn't have an adorable son. That's right. Uh, so his niece, the one that he refused to sort of take care of, comes in with his brother, who is the one who ended up taking care of him, who's kind of like a dud, but super loving guy, um, and asks for help because she wants to... She's running for school class president. He tells her how, exactly what to do. And he has Octavia Spencer look up some dirt on the other opponent. The poor little kid who's like, what, eighth, ninth grader? And she's like digging up dirt on a kid. Yeah. And they find his parents are like, flan you know, they help. They volunteer for the soup kitchen every year and this and that. And it's uh, the, he ha this is where I don't understand. But like he basically took a TikTok when he was in sixth grade of him going, Ew, look at this gross food. Food. Look at these homeless people. Ew. And right, he's like, my parents make me have dinner with homeless people on Christmas. Yeah. And, and then which he doesn't post it. it though. Yeah. He deleted it. Well, he it. posted it for a second, I guess, because otherwise it wouldn't have right. been able to find it. But he took it down. But they find that and they're like, there you go. The minute he posts something again this year about like his family being so generous and wonderful, you share that and reveal who he really is. Now remember, these are children. Yeah. And Octavia Spencer's like, I hate myself that I found this and then I gave it to them. And yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that just goes to show, like, do not post anything you don't want people to see. Or also don't uh, go out of your way to ruin a child or to just like share something awful about somebody to for your own gain. Like, I, yeah, he shouldn't yeah. have posted it to begin with, but you didn't need to bring it back into the world. But as we know, like once something hits the Internet, it's never really gone. You know how in the story, in the trope or in the formula of this of of the Christmas Carol, they, you know, the person, whoever the perp is being sort of mm -hmm. treated, you know, learning about themselves, learning about their past, their future. He learns that when she, when his niece posts this, that mm -hmm. the kid actually he ends up right. dying by suicide. Because, yeah, she shares this post. She wins class president. But as a result, he is also being constantly bullied at school and, and online shamed, yeah. and ultimately dies by suicide, which is the moment in the movie where the character of Ryan Reynolds, when he realizes that that yeah. is the consequence 
of yeah. the action he took and advice he gave. That's the moment where he's like, I got to go back and fix it. It's the tiny Tim moment, I guess, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. And I had to explain. So my daughter wasn't under. We watched this movie and I I was, you know, I, water was coming out of my eyeballs because mm-hmm. this is something that really happens. And she's like, what happened? You know, she's nine years old. She's like, what what happened? Why is he why is he upset? Why is he sad? I said, well, I mean, explaining someone, you know, taking their own life to a kid is is hard to do. And so we had a really interesting conversation about it because I wanted to obviously be honest with her. And she was like, why? And I was like, well, because he felt so bad that, you know, kids were everybody. I don't know. I, I don't know if I did a good job, but I did the best I could to explain to her why someone would want to end their life because right. of this. Um, and I, and then I did explain to her, I was like, you know, if you ever feel this way, you know, you can always, I mean, you could, but like I was talking to somebody who the local high school here, like one, there's been like three deaths by suicide. Mm-hmm. It's just like people are, are depressed and don't know that they can get, there's help out there. And, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking around this, but it's such a hef, hef, heavy, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit more later, but like such a heavy subject, but also we can't be afraid to talk about to talk it. talk about it. Yeah. And we have to encourage people to talk about it because yeah. that's, that's the, the first step, right? Is being able to tell someone you're feeling that way. Yeah. And then it's you just can. It's so sad. Yeah. The numbers are up right now for that. So that's where I thought this movie actually, here's the thing. We, I've spoiled a few things for you. But if you watch this movie, the, the, all the music is great. There's a song called yeah. Unredeemable that I just love. I loved it. Oh, these are the guys who did um, The Greatest Showman. They, they were yeah, songwriters okay. for The Greatest Showman as well. So it's like really um, It's awesome. high quality musical yeah. theater tunes. There's a yeah. great number called Good Afternoon. Oh, God, um, it's so good. So good. <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> well, one of the things I loved, because this is something that I think people who don't love musicals, feel is like why are they just breaking into song and I really appreciated how Ryan Reynolds would occasionally be like are we really doing this again we're gonna break into song again yeah um so yeah. I like that kind of nod to like we get it it's weird but it's what a musical is guys I like know. When the feelings are big we sing we don't speak <laughs> if you can't say it sing it and if you can't sing it dance it I mean the dancing was great I loved the little like I mean I loved the the ghost of Christmas future was a great, I mean, just like the voice that you hear versus like the thing you see. Yeah. It's is played hilarious. by Tracy Morgan. It's his voice, Tracy Morgan's voice, but you don't really ever see his face until, you know, or you really don't until the end when they're doing like credits and stuff. Oh, the but credits are great. The credits are great. Yeah, I love watch the, it, you guys, the, um, the ghost of, of the past. The, what's her name? She, Bonnie is her name in the movie. Yeah. But I love my daughter's so cute. She's like, Mom, she looks like you. And I was like, you know what's so funny is I back in growing up, I was like, I never saw people who look like me on TV, really, like unless they were playing, you know, a terrorist or something. So, (laughs) Um, no, I mean, I'm not joking. It's like or or like someone being abused, a victim. It's like it's it's so nice to see uh, somebody who sort of like resembles my family and that's like funny and sexy Mm -hmm. i mean like she has a whole thing gets gets someone hot yeah (laughs) yeah and she totally bones um ryan reynolds it's so it's just you guys there's so many fun i feel like no stone is unturned in the because i've watched it so many times it's like i keep finding new things to laugh about it's just so clever oh great so it's it's worth watching repeatedly which is is like a hallmark of a good move of a good christmas Mm -hmm. movie yes because that means once a year you're going to watch that shit. Yep. And uh, it is good to have one that you actually enjoy watching. I so think maybe you. I'll see if I can like switch my family to this movie musical. I think you year. should. I, you know what? You guys will be together for a while. Like I, you could do two movies. Come on. Yeah, you can do it. that's true. We are going to be together for a while. So there oh, you have it. I loved it. I really had fun with it. Um, I also just wish I could dance so bad. Oh, like I, I have so dreams good. about it still where I'm like, oh, if I could like wish a talent unto myself. <laughs> the gift of being like I'm a really incredible dancer is oh one God. I would do. Is one I would totally pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously I have many things go through my mind when I'm watching a movie. In fact, Vanya and I even talked about like I was like I'm still struggling to figure out what I'm going to do with this because 
you know, Christmas movies specifically, they're magic. They're full of magic and totally. things that are not real. So the things that I initially went for, <laughs> I, I literally Googled, has anyone ever committed murder because somebody wouldn't stop singing <laughs> i didn't i didn't find anything oh my god that's I, hilarious i googled has anyone ever pushed someone in front of a bus to yeah, commit murder it happens later. um not as the subway a lot yeah um the bus i didn't find there's that horrible case out of i think las vegas where a woman pushed an elderly man out of a bus oh. like pushed him off of it but not in front of it and he did die and oh, she so is sad. in prison for a very long time for it but then I realized I was you know googling really bizarre things finding nothing and all of a sudden I was like wait a minute like within the movie as we mentioned a really prevalent issue that does involve a crime which is that crime of bullying that yes. leads to death in some way or another. So again, as I mentioned, the story I'm going to tell you guys does involve uh, bullying. It involves uh, self-harm and suicide. So if any of that is triggering for you, I totally respect that. And I hope you enjoyed our coverage of Spirited and we'll see you next time. Um, but it's an important story. It's it's one that I definitely, I spent all of yesterday watching so many documentaries and I cried a lot. Where I was like, oh my gosh. Because you know, as somebody who isn't a parent, and so doesn't, I mean, I have, I'm an auntie, yeah. but I, I also don't have any nieces or nephews that are like old enough, or I guess maybe that's not exactly true, but again, still young enough that this isn't something that I would have ever thought about. Uh, so I'm going to share with you guys the story of Amanda Todd, who actually her name is pretty much synonymous with like making the concept the or not the concept with bringing awareness to how prevalent and awful cyberbullying, like in the age of social media yes. and technology, uh, her death like really sparked an international conversation about the how cruel people are on the internet because it's technically anonymous, right? You right. don't have to actually physically see what your words are doing. So let's talk a little bit about Amanda. Amanda Michelle Todd was born on November 27th, 1996 to Carol and Norm Todd. Now they're from Canada. Uh, they lived in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. And when Amanda was four, her parents, Carol and Norm, split up. And Amanda primarily lived with her mom. She was described, her mom, Carol, is uh, amazing. Uh, she's made so many wonderful things come from such a, a tragic, sad story. And uh, that's, you know, it's the story of her daughter and, and her family and her life. But, uh, you know, she talks about her daughter in this way that, like, she was just spirited and running around. It was like she was my child who came into the world knowing she was just going to drive us all crazy in the best possible <laughs> way. So she was a, a very, very, like, you know, just spirited young girl. And uh, her mom was an educator, I think, also, which helped her kind of pick up on some cues. So she actually had her tested earlier than, I guess, the Canadian school system normally would because she sensed that there was maybe some, like, learning mm. disabilities going on. And so I believe it was by first grade, Amanda was diagnosed with a language-based learning disability and ADHD. And this did sometimes make it difficult for her to connect with her peers because as a, a language-based disability, the way her mom described it was like the way I'm speaking super fast right now, or if like she wouldn't be able to follow oh. what I was saying. And you know how young people can be and they're just, yeah. you know, it's just, she couldn't always, she, like her brain would not necessarily be able to process everything being said. Yeah. And so that sometimes makes conversation hard. And, uh, you know, she always wanted to fit in and she had friends for sure, but she was kind of shy and awkward, but she had a dream at 12 years old. She knew exactly what she wanted to do. She wanted to be a famous singer. And she taught herself how to make videos of her singing like popular pop songs and beautiful ballads. And she taught herself how to make the videos and post them on YouTube. And uh, she could be shy and awkward in real life. But when the camera was rolling, all of that melted away. And she really does. I mean, you can go on YouTube and put her name in. And there's many videos of her singing. And she has a beautiful voice. Oh. And again, this is 2009. She's 12 in 2009. This is a, right around the same time Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. And so it was also kind of the first time. And he's Canadian as well. So I think that was very influential. Where 
it became possible in the minds of these young musicians and artists and all that, that they could they could self-promote themselves and maybe be discovered. And so she is doing this constantly. Uh, at one point, so she was like filming herself on a camera, right? And uploading it and doing all of that. So eventually she started begging her mom. She wanted a webcam, like a built-in camera. Or I guess at that time they weren't built in. Like every laptop has a camera now. Yes. But yeah. she wanted those webcams, you know, that you like attach to the mm-hmm. top. And her mom was like, Ab- absolutely not. She didn't think there was any reason that a 12-year-old needed to be able to see or be seen by strangers on the internet in real time in that way. Like she did not mind her posting beautiful videos of her singing to YouTube. But she's like, I don't need you like live streaming yourself. Yeah, that's She scary. just didn't. Yeah, she was like, I just don't. I don't think it's appropriate. Um, And the two of them fought constantly about this. Now, there were other issues going on. You know, mothers and daughters have complicated relationships. And around this time, you know, it's like puberty. All the things are happening. So uh, Amanda basically says she wants to go and live with her dad at the age of 12. And so they agree. So in seventh grade, Amanda moves in with her dad, Norm, full time. Now she still obviously sees her mom. She's just not living with her mom. So while Carol saw a webcam as a potential danger, Norm was not nearly as concerned about that. He saw it as a stage for his daughter to promote her and share her musical gifts. And so he, when she asked him for a webcam, he was like, sure, you know. And he said that he would like check on her, what she was doing online. He was definitely not ignorant of what her activity was. But as police dug deeper into her online life, she was obviously doing some sneaky stuff like, hey, my dad's going to come in. I'm going to shut the lid and act like, you know, I'm logging off, but I'll be right back as soon as he shuts the door. Stuff like that. Oh, God. Uh, You know, as uh, young kids do. I remember the internet becoming the internet because that's the generation I'm from where it was born when I was old enough to remember it happening. And, you know, we would totally have like the stupidest AOL chat groups going on. But they weren't videos. They were just chats. But that I would be like, click the minute a parent walked in the room, Uh you know. Yeah. And so that's just I think it's a very normal teenage thing. Sure. Okay. Uh Okay. Yeah, I know. know. Um, So in 2010, Amanda was regularly singing for more than 150 strangers in like webcam chat rooms, right? So she performed, but they'd be like a big room chat room full of tons of people who all had webcams. And for a whole year, one specific member of this chat room, a guy who called himself Tyler Boo, groomed Amanda he would always tell her how beautiful she was how perfect she was her gorgeous voice but then he would also basically ask her to like flash the group like just lift your top and in late 2010 flattered Amanda acquiesced and flashed her bare breasts for like a a second in this chat room but what she didn't know was that Tyler Boo took a screenshot of her in that moment and began circulating her image on porn sites. Ew. So, yeah. And there's actually a, apparently a whole group of just disgusting, the worst types of disgusting humans ever that call themselves cappers who go into places where people are on webcams and it's their goal to capture a screen, someone doing something and... To, to share it, like to put it on, like, so if like a girl's doing like a sexy dance, she doesn't know you're taking screenshots of her, you know, and she's not giving you permission. And again, she's 12. Uh, it's just, it's this disgusting thing that uh. there's a group of people, they call themselves cappers because they capture Nasty. things. Gross. So yeah, the internet is uh, a, a terrible place and I wish. But we need we to be, over we need to again. understand. Yeah. But we need to be like educated about this, especially for. Right. Because with- it's, it's not. Absolutely. It's not going anywhere, guys. As much as we joke on this about how we need to start over and build the internet again from the ground up, that's never happening. So understanding the dangers and how to protect yourself from them is the only way to prevent things like this from happening. So on Christmas Eve of 2010, Carol Todd, uh, which is Amanda's mom, she received a Facebook message from someone saying she didn't know who this woman was or the name was a woman's name saying that they were part of an internet children protection group and that her daughter uh, was being blackmailed online. And this message contained a link to a topless photo. Like, so the mom is now being sent a picture of her daughter. She immediately, like, she captured the image because she didn't want it to get deleted. She knew this was, that's child porn. My daughter is yeah. 12, 13 at this point. Uh, she contacted police and they told her they would look into it. But unbeknownst to Carol, Amanda 
was in fact being stalked and harassed by this Tyler Boo. He told her that she would. He basically demanded that she would perform more webcam sex acts for him, like sh- like at least three to five shows, 30 minutes long. And if she refused to do so, he was going to share her topless photo with all of her friends and family. Now, Amanda, she was, I kind of, I just love this about her. She was really feisty. She was like, absolutely not. Good. I'm not doing that. But Tyler Boo made good on his threats when she refused. He, he freaking shared her topless photo with all of her Facebook friends, including all her friends at school and members of her family. Now, this is all happening over Christmas break. And when she returned to school, the backlash was immediate. Amanda was not only mortified because everyone in school had seen a a topless photo of her, but she was being taunted and bullied by classmates who were calling her terrible names like Cam Whore and told her she was disgusting, and they shamed her mercilessly. Now, police arrived at Carol's house again because the photo circulating of now 13-year-old Amanda was, as I mentioned, child pornography. So Carol now explains to them about the blackmail and sexploitation her daughter was dealing with, and the, the only thing police said was, you need to get her offline, off social media, stay off the internet. There's not much more that can be done. Which I'm like, really? Like, can't we search IP addresses and find out who's you ex- can, trying to extort yes. a 12, 13-year-old girl to do sex acts? Otherwise, they're going to revenge porn her. Like, I don't understand how this is all they can offer is get off the internet. I think a lot of things changed after this uh, whole thing happened. Oh, good. Because police, police did need to do more early. Like, early intervention here uh, wasn't done. Well, they probably the- didn't even know what to do. They're like, what's an IP address? I know it's like Jesus. Canada. Although I'm also just it's like, not just Canada. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, with the kids, it's like maybe Canadians aren't the nicest. I'm just, you know, we're all. Pe- I mean, I think kids in general, kids no matter general. where you're from, kids can be really cruel. So, as I mentioned, they tell her to get her off. Like They tell the family to keep her off the Internet and social media. They offer no additional help. Now, the bullying at school became so awful that Amanda changed schools. And she also started to begin experiencing severe anxiety and depression. But after a few months had gone by at her new school, her parents decided, you know, she's 13 years old, guys. So they, they're like, okay, it's been months and months and months. They start to kind of ease up the internet restriction. And they let her back on the internet and back uh. onto social media. And literally, like, that's like the moment she's back online. This Tyler Boo character finds her. Gross. And this time he created a fake Facebook profile and used Amanda's topless photo as his profile picture and began friending all of Amanda's new classmates. So she's brand new at this school. And now this photo has found all of her new peers, all of her new classmates, all of her new potential friends. And the shaming and bullying of Amanda Todd started all over again. It's just heartbreaking. It's it's hard to understand how people don't know that they're being cruel or if they do know they're being cruel, why they want to be cruel. It's But I yeah. also understand that like the emotions and hormones and everything going on through teenagers, it, it's why they're so able to be so horrible. Right, right. Because there's just like a firestorm brewing inside them. Um, and, you know, bullies usually are bullying people over things that they hate about themselves. So all of these classmates telling her that she's disgusting, it's probably because they all feel like they're disgusting, Mm. you know, and maybe not in the ways they're suggesting she is, but I don't know, I'm not a psychologist, so I shouldn't try to like explain it. I just, it just hurts my heart so much. Uh, So at this point, she basically, she begins doing what I think a lot of people in her position would do. She starts drinking and doing drugs to cope, to numb herself and things. And after things continue to get worse at school, Amanda had to change schools again. Because that's how bad the bullying was. So now she's going to a third school in like two years. Well, and shame on, I'm sorry, but shame on her parents for letting her back on the internet. I know you can't control your teenage person like as much, but as you, but like still get it, like get well, a therapist. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. I get what you're saying, but also I, instead of shaming the parents, like one, the internet is, uh, you have to kind of have to be able to use it for school. That's true. And yes, maybe social media and all that stuff. So shame on fucking Tyler Boo. Well, of course, you know. For like following this little girl around the internet. Like he literally How did he find her? her is what I want to know. Did well, she just... He, he, he was a very, well, he was obviously clearly very tech savvy and all this stuff to be able to like figure out who her 
friends on Facebook were, who her new classmates would be. So he was able to like navigate the internet at least quite well. We'll get into him. He'll come yeah. back into play here. Um, okay, so sorry. So while at her third school, so she's now at a new school, she starts text messaging with an old guy friend, like from another school that she... So they're texting back and forth and she really liked him and she thought he really liked her and he he invited her to come over because his girlfriend was out of town. Now, Amanda, you know, eventually after all of this next part happens, admits like she made a mistake. She did know he had a girlfriend, but she's feeling really lonely. She has no friends. She has no one to talk to. And she really believes this guy likes her. So she goes over and they hook up and she, you know, she has like a kind of feels like she might have like a guy in her life. And then at school on Monday, this guy's girlfriend and several other classmates surround Amanda. They call her horrible names before then this girlfriend of the guy she hooked up with beats her up in front of 50 students. And uh, they're all like cheering her on. And so all alone, Amanda crawled into a ditch on the side of the road and was there until her dad found her. And uh, it was after this incident that Amanda attempted suicide for the first time. Oh. She got home from that. She drank bleach. Ah! And she, yeah, and she was rushed to the hospital to have her stomach pumped. She survived. But this suicide attempt, after being publicly humiliated and physically harmed in front of all of her peers, this did not serve as a lesson that their bullying was harmful. It actually, it ramped up their cruelty. They would post about how stupid she was that she couldn't even get killing herself right. Uh, That she should try a different kind of bleach. One classmate actually posted on the internet that if Amanda died, they would throw a party. So in March, I know. I'm like, why aren't all these kids being suspended, you know, or expelled? Or where, I just don't know how this gets so out of control that these the, the children are allowed to like run amok and say these horrible things and no one's checking this shit. Well, I don't think that parents were... I, I mean, in defense of parents back then, I don't think that people knew what the internet, what, what social media I don't. Really and was. here's the thing. That's not me judging parents. Yeah. I think it just goes to show that like in its... In, not its, It's not its infancy, but well, as people infancy are figuring it out... Media, for sure. Yeah. For, you yeah. know, it's like parents had no idea that in the middle of their night, the kids are on their little computers like saying horrible things to each other. Yeah. So in March of 2012, Amanda moved to a new city with her mom, Carol, for a fresh start. But once again, Tyler Boo followed her. And according to Carol, uh, she says, quote, every time she moved schools, he would go undercover and become a Facebook friend. What the guy did was he went online to the kids who went to the new school and said that he was going to be a new student, that he was starting school the following week and that he wanted some friends and could they friend him on Facebook. He eventually gathered people's names and sent Todd's photos to her new school, including students, teachers, and parents. Six months later, further messages and abuse were still being posted to social media. With Amanda's mental state worsening, obviously, she's completely isolated, she began to engage in self-mutilation and cutting. And despite taking her prescribed antidepressants and going to therapy, she overdosed during this six-month period and was hospitalized again for two days. Now, on September 7th, 2012, after spending the entire summer break shut up in her mom's house, never going outside, not seeing any friends, Amanda posted a nine-minute YouTube video that was entitled, My Story, Struggling, Bullying, Suicide, and Self-Harm which shows her using a series of flashcards or she's she wrote she wrote out her whole story on flashcards mm-hmm. and uh just flips them until we get to the end and you know after she posted this she actually received a lot of nice like other people that felt isolated and bullied and alone and her mom said that you know she didn't view and she still doesn't view this video as like a suicide note and or a cry for help. She said, I think for Amanda, she just needed to like put her whole story out there so that she could just try to wash herself clean of it. Like it's all out there. Everyone knows I got to tell it. And now I start over. And she seemed to be doing much better in the days after she posted this nine minute video. But unfortunately, five weeks later on October 10th, 2012, Amanda died by suicide uh, alone in her mom's home. 
I'm so sorry. I cried so much yesterday that I feel like this is like a re-triggering. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. But the thing is, her YouTube video immediately in the wake of her death went viral. And her story became international news. Like it was it was played all over CNN, all over BBC. It was it was a video that basically showed the world what happened when bullies are able to bully you online and anonymously and get away with it and break your spirit. So through this entire ordeal, Carol Todd had been handing over all of the evidence of her daughter's harassment and sexploitation to the RCMP, which is the Canadian police. Again, this whole time, what are they saying? Keep her off the internet. Keep her off the internet. But in the wake of her death and current media fame, the police finally ramped up their efforts to find this Tyler Boo guy. Because here's the thing. There is a, an amalgamation of, of things that led to Amanda feeling like she didn't have any, any other choice. That the, her, the only option for her was to, to end her life. And that is a combination of the, the bullying, um, you know, the isolation, the anxiety and depression. But that all started because one man yeah. was denied more sexy videos from her when he tried to exploit her at the age of 12. So he fully knowing the cost of sharing a topless photo of a 12 year old to all of her peers. Like there's no way a grown person doesn't understand what the potential out like fallout from that is. And so at its core, I think a lot of people are responsible for what happened, but I think that we got to find Tyler Boo because without I want him, him to go down. None of this happens. Okay. So good. Because on April 17th of 2014, police announced charges against a Dutch man in the cyberbullying case of Amanda Todd. Now, after being found guilty for crimes against 34 other individuals, this man was sentenced to 11 years in prison. And in 2020, he was extradited to Canada to face charges in the death of Amanda Todd. And his trial began on June 6th of 2022. What? Now, at trial, the prosecution laid out their case. So this is some of the evidence they presented at trial. So this is like quotes from that. The message to Amanda Todd arrived through YouTube in April 2011. The name of the sender was new, but the language and threats were familiar. I'm back. Miss me? How's your new school? I have a new flash video of you. Todd, who was 14 years old at this time, was offered two choices. And this is quotes. This is like literal messages he sent Amanda. Quote, pick door one. You do five shows for me, 30 minutes each, and then I disappear forever. The message continued, door two. I fuck up your life at this new school just like last, last time. One week to decide. So the messages had allegedly followed the teen through the internet as she moved from school to school between 2009 and 2012. The assortment of threats, demands, and deadlines came from 22 different user accounts, but the prosecution claimed that all of these accounts were ultimately controlled by one man, Aiden Coben. This 43-year-old piece of shit mm -hmm. was charged with possession of child pornography, extortion, child luring, and harassment of Amanda Todd, uh, who became a public face in the fight against cyberbullying after her death by suicide in October 2012. He is not charged with her death, but uh, charged with a scheme in which he used an array of phony usernames and social media accounts during four separate episodes in which he threatened to send graphic pictures to her family, schoolmates, and teachers unless she agreed to perform sex shows. Uh, Coben also didn't just send threatening stuff. He also allegedly used other accounts to pose as teenage boys and would-be friends in order to elicit more material that he could use to for a sextortion. Uh, this is another quote from one of his messages. Last chance or I start sending the videos to everyone in your Facebook school and newspapers in your city. Another message. Look, Cam whore, enough nice guy act. You're going to do as you're told or I fuck up your life bad. Read another. Prosecutors said that graphic images of Todd were sent through Facebook accounts to lists of users who included members of her family and hundreds of people associated with her high school. On August 5th, 2022, after two days of deliberation, Aiden Conan uh, was found guilty on all five charges and sentenced to 13 years in prison. Good. Uh, he uh, was extradited then back to the, the Netherlands 
to because he was already serving an 11 year print like prison sentence there for doing this to others. Uh, Carol Todd started a foundation. It's called the Amanda Todd Legacy Society. And what it does is it educates and uh, helps parents and kids understand the effects of bullying. It also helps them, like, gives them the tools to be safer on the internet. Uh, It's a safe place for people who have lost children to suicide to come find a community to help, you know, make sure nobody else ever has to go through this. You can donate. You can, you just go to Amanda Todd Legacy Society and all of Amanda's story is there. Her beautiful and so sad YouTube video is there. And again, I wanted to just mention if you or anyone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or feelings, you can now text 988 or call 988 and immediately you'll be connected to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Um, If you are worried about somebody else or it doesn't feel like an immediate crisis, you can also call a suicide prevention line, which is 1-800-273-8255. And all of those resources we will put in the show notes uh, just so that they're there for anyone who, who might need them. And I... I think that if there's anything kind of wonderful to come from this horrible, horrible story is that because Amanda told her story herself, yeah. the way that she, you know, in the same way that she originally got excited about using the internet was to make a beautiful video of, of her singing. And, and this one was just, just her story. But because of that, Everybody knew who she was and what had happened to her. And mm. it really, people didn't know about cyberbullying in the way that we do now. And because of her, where people are aware of it, there are things in place to protect kids from this stuff. And so, I mean, the cost was definitely too high, but I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad that Carol has been able to, to do something so meaningful with her daughter's legacy. Yeah. I'm trying to look up right it's yeah I can't um quite it, it makes me very sad to think about someone being bullied you know all my all my brain just wants to go of like what could they have done what could they have done to to yeah to protect her to help her there is another thing that I just joined and it's but it's, it teaches you how to teach your kids about being on the internet safe and I'm, I have oh. to look it up. I can't find it, but um, I get text well, messages also, from it and stuff like that. So, And we should share that in the show notes, too. I will say the one thing that Carol says, like if she could go back in time, it's the most important thing a parent can do is talk to your kids. Like the same way you ask your kids, like, how was school today? Mm-hmm. You need to add to that conversation. Like, what's going on on Instagram? Like, um, what are the conversations you're having on Facebook? Who are your Facebook? Like, you, That's part of their lives. That's part of like what part of the fabric of their day, even if it isn't physically like going to school. Yeah. And just talk to your kids constantly. It's crazy. Obvi- my, yeah. my daughter has, she, she, I didn't, I let her go on Roblox, you know, which is like a, mm-hmm. a public space where you create a character and you play games and you meet your friends there. And I don't think anybody can get to her, but I just changed their, both of the kids settings on their, on their um, tablets to like their actual like they can't see anything that's not their like any app that is not their mm-hmm. age group like I even let hers even though she's nine be in the nine to eleven age group but it made Roblox disappear and a couple other apps that she really likes and she's upset but I'm like no I'm yeah. sorry we're gonna have to have a yeah. conversation about it but she'll be she'll be depressed because she hangs out with her friends online and they talk it's really cute like they'll call each other and they'll be like don't go in there and they're like they're, right. I'm listening. I'm with her the whole time she's playing these games. Nothing seems sinister about right. it. But it's, I know part my brain when I was when I was researching this story was just kind of like, God, is the answer to basically just only have a computer in a in the family room, no laptops, and like public space? Yeah. To like ensure, you know, because that's the thing is like teenagers are going to teenage, as I say all the time, yes. and it's perfectly normal, and it's it's horrific that an an adult would exploit yeah a that, young that person's person a shitty person he's like a like this a sick fuck and i and i'm glad he is in prison and i hope they find more people so they can keep adding years to his sentence yeah uh because he's the worst kind of criminal he hid 
in this in the shadows, a sick old dude, and stalked a twelve year old girl yeah. for years. And and I just I'm just so glad they found him. I was worried at first that I was like, wait, does this have do we know who this guy is? So I watched this one documentary that's from CBC, which is the Canadian it's called The Fifth Estate. It felt like Canada Dateline. And uh, but it was more like almost right after it all happened. So none of this of the capturing of him was part of the story. So it wasn't until I kind of moved, you know, more into the Internet research that I was like, okay, phew, they got him. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So I know this is a hard one. Um, Thank you guys for for listening and for letting me share Amanda's story. I think it's an important one. Um, but definitely a hard, a heartbreaker and a hard one. That's And we love you all. I'm wrapping all my arms around all of you Mm -hmm. in a big hug. That's right. Happy holidays, everybody. Hopefully you're getting, hopefully you're healthy and happy and with people that you like to be around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. And we, we love you guys so much. We, so this will come out right and then I guess the next time we talk to you all it'll be 2023 it'll be 2023 and we might take one week off here there but we will get back to you with a bonus episode to make sure you know what's up just cause yeah we promise we're traveling we're we'll doing keep, things yeah. it's gonna be fun though that's right we're uh, we're going we're going places we're doing things right. uh, we love you rom criminals and we will see you in a couple of two I don't I'll know see what, you next, like next year next. we'll see you next year woo bye, bye.